Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Thursday, September 14th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. An exhibition at the St. Louis Art Museum explores the many ways hip-hop has changed American popular culture. Every art form that I got originates from hip-hop. I was a producer and a rapper first before anything. So rap and hip-hop gave me identity and saved my life. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports on what it took to put together a major exhibition about hip-hop. The Missouri legislature has adjourned without overturning Governor Mike Parson's vetoes. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports one chamber tried to override the rejections during yesterday's annual veto session. After more than two hours of deliberation, the Missouri House overturned a total of 14 of Parsons' budgetary vetoes. Those included funding for additional raises for the Missouri Highway Patrol and Capitol Police and improvements for Interstate 44. The House also overrode the veto of $13 million towards the construction of a police center in St. Louis. Representative Lakeisha Bosley made the motion for its override on the House floor. What this will do will allow our city of St. Louis to have our 911 first responders and all of our dispatchers into one single building. However, Senator Lincoln Huff, who as appropriations chair had the responsibility of bringing up any House overrides for a possible vote, did not, saying he didn't think there was enough support in the Senate. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's Senate districts will remain intact for next year's elections. The Missouri Independent reports a judge has upheld the boundaries. A challenge by Hazelwood and Buchanan County residents claimed the map violates the state constitution. It requires as few splits as possible of municipalities and counties. They called for two districts in St. Louis County to be withdrawn and boundaries changed for three areas in northwest Missouri. Cole County Circuit Judge John Beatham decided the map meets constitutional requirements. Lawyers are still deciding whether to appeal. A St. Louis Board of Aldermen Public Safety Committee member has joined the voices calling for leadership change at the city's jail. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. During an 11-day period in August, two inmates at the city justice center died, and a 70-year-old corrections officer was hurt when he was taken hostage. A number of groups have called on Corrections Commissioner Jennifer Clements Abdullah to resign, and Alderman Rasheen Aldridge of the 14th Ward says he agrees there needs to be a change in leadership. I think she is trying her best Um, But I do think that maybe she's a little over her head. Aldridge plans to sponsor legislation making it easier for members of the jail oversight board to get their own attorney. That board has been at loggerheads with the city, especially over access to the jail. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Aldridge was a guest on Politically Speaking. That episode is at stlpr.org. An operator of hospitals in the Metro East and South Central Illinois is bringing systems back online after a cyber attack disabled phones, health records, and other technology. HSHS Health System says the attack occurred late last month. Errol Weiss is chief security officer at the Health Information Sharing and Analysis Center, which is a cybersecurity nonprofit. He says hospitals are vulnerable to cyber attacks because they rely on huge networks and servers distributing medicine, uh, imaging systems, medical devices that are connected to the network. I mean, every single one of those is dependent on that network to perform its its job. 
An HSHS spokeswoman says physicians can now access electronic health records, phone and Internet service have also been restored. More than 3 million students qualified for the program formerly known as food stamps thanks to a temporary pandemic rule. But that's been rolled back. Universities and colleges throughout Missouri are working to address food insecurity by providing access to pantries and helping students apply for SNAP benefits. Joe Britt Rankin is the administrative director of the UM System program SNAP-Ed and says food insecurity affects students in the classroom. College students, if they're hungry, they're not learning at their full potential. And so, you know, I'm very excited to see all of the support that has been given so far, and I think there's still more we can do, to help support college students that are hungry. Britt Rankin was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. An exhibition at the St. Louis Art Museum examines the influence of hip-hop, a force that has done much to define American pop culture. The show is a collaboration with the Baltimore Museum of Art. The culture, hip-hop, and contemporary art in the 21st century is on view through the rest of the year. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The musical genre hip-hop is built on centuries of tradition in African and African-American cultures. The rhyming storytelling of West Africa, the breakbeats that funkified James Brown tracks. Yeah, there's a lot of history behind every bar. But something the culture at St. Louis Art Museum makes clear is music is just one piece of hip-hop. I asked artist Khalil Robert Irving how he relates to hip-hop culture. It's like complicated to answer a question to what's my relationship to when it's it's a part of like my livelihood and my life existence. I don't have a relationship to when it is of me. It's bigger than culture, it's a part of life. Irving has a sculpture in the show. It resembles street rubble melted together into some strange and somber monument. The exhibition also has paintings, there's video installations, there's a backing track by Abdu Ali and Wendell Patrick that includes bits of hip hop classics. Don't sweat the technique. St. Louis artist Aaron Fowler used car parts make a sculpture in the shape of an oversized pair of Nike Air Force Ones. The sneaker Nelly always needs two pairs of. Columbia, Missouri native Anthony Akinbola's piece is an eight foot by eight foot square covered by many bits of stretchy black fabric. Curator Andrea Purnell explains the material. This amazing artist has taken do-rags and stretch them onto canvas into what he calls a painting. Do-rags, as in the fabric head coverings many black folks sometimes wear to protect their hair. Do-rags are banned in many schools and businesses, even the NBA. But here, on the museum wall, the do-rags are undeniably thought-provoking and beautiful. Purnell is one of two African-Americans among the show's four curators. She says visitors are clearly moved when they see works by celebrated artists like Jean-Michel Basquiat near a portrait of Tupac Shakur. A canonization of, of hip hop is happening here. And I think community's response to seeing the reverence that is, is happening here has been life-changing. I don't even know another way to say it. 
But the way here for the museum was not always clear. This could have gone very, very wrong, very wrong. Like many well-funded arts organizations in the U.S., SLAM has historically been a predominantly white institution. To be sure they had the cultural competence to do justice to hip-hop, curators sought guidance. They talked to 20 hip-hop artists, scholars, and other experts around the world. Curator Hannah Clem says the advisors steered curators from a key misstep early on. Hair culture and wig culture was something that we didn't really feel we were necessarily equipped to dive into from an art and art historical standpoint. And our advisory committee stepped in was basically like, you've left something really important out. So they added works about black hair. And they commissioned designer Dion Alexander to create replicas of some iconic wigs she made for Lil' Kim. Damon Davis is a St. Louis artist who's made films, he's recorded hip-hop tracks, some of his photos of Ferguson residents are in Slam's permanent collection. For the culture, he created a concrete bust of himself. There's just one cultural force, he says, that could have led him to where he stands now. Every art form that I got originates from hip-hop. I was a producer and a rapper first before anything. So rap and hip-hop gave me identity to save my life. Walking the exhibition, you get the sense that the most important thing is not so much the museum putting some stamp of approval on hip-hop culture, but that it made space for hip-hop to elevate the museum. I'm Jeremy Goodman, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.